firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Hey, good morning and welcome to our continuing look at the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is a picture of what has been, what is, and what is to come. It's written by the Apostle John. It's written from the island of Patmos where John was uh, exiled. And it's Jesus revealing to John in word and in spiritual vision while John was in the spirit of those things that primarily are to come, especially after we leave the letters to the churches, which we covered several podcasts ago. Today we're at chapter 9, and we're going to look at those verses, but I do want to circle back and talk for a few minutes about the rapture and different thoughts about the rapture. So I haven't said this before, but this needs to be said, that men and women of great wisdom and knowledge in scripture, brothers and sisters in Christ who who are loved and respected don't hold to the rapture. They contend there there is no rapture. They contend that uh, Christ doesn't come uh, two different times. There's not a second and a third coming. There's a lot more to it than obviously than those simple statements but after looking at it and thinking about it and primarily looking at it in light of other scripture I don't see how you get around the rapture and the clarity of it and and I've already addressed that in the previous podcast but I just wanted to say to you that with this teaching and with any teaching by me or by anyone else, we each need to search the scriptures for ourselves and be satisfied that what is being taught is what God said. It's not that there's several different truths. There is one truth. God doesn't speak uh, in ways that, that creates confusion or in ways that are in any way in conflict. That is not who God is. But we, as men and women, boys and girls, uh, we all have a sin nature. We've all sinned and fallen short, and we all are subject to making mistakes. When we put our hand on Scripture, then, then we can mishandle it. And there's no one, no one, no one ever uh, from earth, um, uh, you know, excluding Christ, Father, Son, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, excluding the the Trinity, there's no one who has a complete handle on all of the Word of God. There are many people with very uh, sincere beliefs, and I'm not here telling you that they're wrong. I'm here telling you that the light I have on Scripture and the light that other people that I have great respect for and trust in uh, hold that there is a rapture while others hold that there is not. The uh, scriptures have already been covered and will continue to be covered, but I wanted to to just make that uh, 
statement and, and make you aware of, of that so that you can continue to look for yourselves. So as we come to chapter 9, we come to the, to the fifth uh, angel blowing the trumpet, and we, we need to remember that as we closed out chapter 8, and the scripture was not originally written in chapters or verses, he said, uh, then I looked and I heard an eagle crying with a loud voice as it flew directly overhead, woe, woe, Woe to those who dwell on earth at the blast of the other trumpets that the three angels are about to blow. In other words, look out, dude, because it's going to be really bad now. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may see, hear, receive, and be transformed by your living word. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. And the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to earth, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. He opened the shaft of the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. This star fallen from heaven is is not literal because it immediately refers to the star as a he and it refers to the star as having keys and so this is not a star like a star in the sky in fact this is satan and it's my understanding and belief that you know satan has access to heaven always up until this point in time and now satan is being finally kicked out of heaven he's this is he's been expelled from heaven and so he's a star fallen from heaven to earth he no longer has access to heaven but he has a key to the shaft of the bottomless pit the bottomless pit is the the abyss we remember when jesus encountered the man who was in uh in the tombs who had the demons that called themselves, said their name was Legion, when he got ready to cast them out, they said, please don't send us to the abyss, but instead send us into that herd of pigs. They knew how bad the abyss was, and even the demons didn't want to go there. So it says, and he, Satan, opened the shaft to the bottomless pit, and from the shaft rose smoke like the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened with the smoke from the shaft. Then from the smoke came locusts on the earth, and they were given power like the power of scorpions of the earth. It's my understanding that these would be demons that are released from the abyss. And so this abyss is such a, a terrible place that part of the, the ferocity, so to speak, or the ferociousness of, of, of this woe of this fifth trumpet is that these angry, frustrated demons are coming forth. And they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any green plant but only those people who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Who has the seal of God? Those are the 144,000 that we just covered that, 
that were from the 12 tribes. These are Israelites who have, have been sealed by God. They are now the evangelical arm of the church because the church, the body of Christ, all Christians who have been born again since the day of Pentecost up until the point in time of Christ meeting them in the air, the rapture, they are all raptured. They are, they are all now have left the earth. And so the 144,000 that he warns them not to, to bother, uh, that, that have the seal of God on their foreheads, those 144,000 are the ones who are, are proclaiming the word of God and leading people to Christ. He says they were allowed to torment them for five months. Notice that that there's some people that think that the the rapture and all the I mean not the rapture but the tribulation and all of the challenges were very short lived. But we know here that there's at least five months uh, to to torment them, to hurt them terribly, but not to kill them. To not to kill them. It says their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings someone. In those days, people will seek death and will not find it. In other words, they'll want to die. They'll wish they were dead. We've said that before. Oh, I wish I was dead instead of going through this. But the reality is these people were hurt so badly that they wanted to die. But they weren't hurt so badly that they would wake up and hear God calling them to himself to put their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And these demons have as their leader uh, Abaddon or Apollyon, and this is Satan. It says the first woe has passed, two woes are still to come. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar before God saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. The reference here to four angels is a reference to four demons. Uh, angels would not be bound. So this is four, four demons. He says, release them to kill a third of mankind. And, and we'll note that this, this occurs, uh, it says, so the four angels who had been prepared for the hour, the day, the month, and the year were released to kill a third of mankind. This was a very specific plan for them at, at that exact point in time. And think about it. Early, earlier, the, uh, the fourth seal was opened and a fourth of the earth's people were killed. And here a third of the remainder were were put to death and so between those two that's half of the earth's population uh, billions of people who die it says the number of mounted troops was twice 10,000 times 10,000 and of course that's 200 million now some people argue that that this is an army this is an army of people uh it, it just is not supported as I understand Scripture. This is referring to demons, not to a modern-day army. Some people claim that that is a 200-million-man army. 
but that's not supported in Scripture. So, and this is how I saw the horses in verse 17 in my vision and those others who rode with them. They wore breastplates the color of fire and of sapphire and of sulfur, and the heads of the horses were like lion's heads, and fire and smoke and sulfur came out of their mouths. By these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and smoke and sulfur coming out of their mouths. For the power of the horses is in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails are like serpents with heads, and by means of them they wound. So again, I think this is talking about demons and not a literal army or literal horses. Uh, It's worth noting that there's not anything like that many horses on earth. Uh, The rest, starting in verse 20, the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of the works of their hands nor give up worshiping demons and idols of gold and silver and bronze and stone and wood which cannot see or hear or walk, nor did they repent of their murders or their sorceries or their sexual immoralities or their thefts. In other words... With all that's happened, they still didn't see what God was trying to show them. We we are saved by grace. We thank God that we are saved, those who have been born again. If you've never been born again, then today should be the day of salvation, to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, to trust in him as your Lord and Savior, to know that he has done for you as he's done for me, what we could never do for ourselves. He has paid for our sins in full. He's lived the perfect life we were called to live. By God's grace, a gift from God through faith, and even that a gift of God, we are saved. We are born again. We're reconciled to God, uh, and we become children of God by our faith in Jesus Christ through the gift of Jesus Christ from God the Father. So thank you, God bless you, and Lord willing, next time we will look at chapter 10.